0: Dubai I 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. We are joined this afternoon by Kanchan Kulkarni. She is the designer behind Evening Wear Kara. It's a Dubai fashion brand which has been dressing women for years. Happy Diwali. Happy Diwali to you! Are you celebrating? I am, yes. So, first
1: day, what happens on the first day? Well, today is Dhanteras, and Dhanteras uh, is for you to go out and buy some gold or receive some money. It's about money coming into your life. So, it's it's obviously for business. It's a great day,
0: and you hope that you know you're going to have an amazing start to the new year. You um, look very glamorous today. I get the impression you're probably, Kanchan, someone who always looks glamorous. But what about Diwali fashion?
1: Um, I think the the best thing you can do for fashion is to really wear something that you're comfortable in and something that you would normally um, wear anyway. Um I, I say that because I meet a lot of people who have these ideas in their head where they say, I should be dressing a certain way and I should be wearing this and I don't feel fashionable. And I just think, no, you really should be wearing what you like. You really should be wearing what you feel amazing in. Something that makes you feel special. Absolutely. So there are a lot of fusion options out there for people who don't like to dress completely traditional and there's just so much going on with fashion at the moment in terms of colors, in terms of clothes, in terms of just mixing and matching between high street and high end. I think, you know, the combinations are endless. So you started Kara when? How long ago now? Um, I started it about four years ago, but... Um, I'm a self-taught designer. So when I first started it, it was this, do I really want to do this? Why am I doing this? Why were you doing it? Where did it come from? I I had, okay, as cliche as it sounds, I had this idea for a collection of shirts. And I was like, you know, that would be a really good thing because people here go out a lot during the day. You know, you want to wear something to work and it, it can be a nice crisp white shirt but you want to have a detail in that that makes it very personal to you and that kind of makes it stand out and that's how it started and um, that kind of grew and and it's what it is now the rest is the say is history but there when I when I started the company and I started the brand there were a lot of times I was like why am I doing this <laughs>
0: from a business point of view or from an emotional point of view
1: both i mean it's you know fashion is not just about creating clothes it's about it's about marketing it's about it's about finance it's about everything else and you know you may have one great idea which is where i started and then you sit and you're like okay i need to understand so many more things and and I'm doing this as a business, so I can't just turn around and say, you know what, well, I don't get the numbers. I don't know, I'm creative. You know, someone else is going to do that for me. Uh-uh, guess what? When you're starting out, you
0: have to do everything. It's, did, it's, did, did you have a mentor then, someone who... Guided you through the process? No, no. <laughs> it was a
1: lot of trial and error, a lot of learn through your mistakes, and and that's why when I first started, I really wanted to give myself that time to understand the business and understand whether I had a brand that would be able to offer something new, and you know whether I would have a client base. So I was not so sure uh, of of just going out there and marketing my first collection. I took a year and a half, and I I just it was it was great cuz i kind of put myself into this creative bubble i didn't think about selling and marketing and branding and all of these things i just thought about okay what really am i am i creating who's going to buy this and you know do i really do i have it in me now being self taught i didn't have the discipline of of creating collections coming coming up with these stories i didn't know You know, fashion jargon. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. So I was like, okay, I'm going to step back. I'm going to do a few short courses. I'm going to start understanding every single aspect of this one by one and see if I still want to do it. So every time I did something, I was like, okay, that wasn't so bad. I still want to do more. And when I first decided I wanted, I was okay. I was, I, I think I can go out there. I have a brand, I have a name. I think I should be, you know, Selling this, I should be... I had about 200 garments that I had created. My husband was like, are you creating a wardrobe for yourself? Or are you actually creating a brand? And I was like...
0: "Mm, Bit uh, of both. Yeah, exactly. So So what were you doing? Tell me about your career um, before launching, Cara.
1: Um, I've got about over 20 years of real estate experience. I started working with a real estate company when I was very young. And um, that really became a profession and I did that for several years I then got my master's I switched a little bit and went into the corporate oil sector I worked there till I had my my son and uh, then the real estate boom was here and I was like okay I need to really go back into real estate and I started my own company I had my brokerage for about 10 years then so you're an entrepreneur, then, but you're in your heart. Yes, I would say yes. There's always this need to do something and create
0: something. By are, you always, are you always on the go? Are your weekends relaxing, or are you always seeing people doing things?
1: Um, I think I I love to kind of just do nothing, um, and and it takes a lot to get me out of the house. I mean, I really, really have to have something that excites me and makes me want to kind of get dressed, go out. Uh, it's either got to be a person who I really want to talk to, or a place I really want to see, or some food I want to eat. If it doesn't excite me, then I'd rather sit on the sofa and you know watch a movie with my husband or my kids. Well, they're getting older now that they have their own life, so they're like, okay, you're on your own. But <laughs> you know, I, it takes a lot to get me out of the house.
0: And for those of um, those of us who don't um, necessarily know what Kara looks like, how? And I know this is hard on radio. How do you describe? the aesthetic of your label um in in a sentence i
1: think it's elegant and it's timeless that's what i want to create i do want to create pieces that you can not only wear when you when you buy them but you can go back to them you can go back to your wardrobe and say you know what i can wear this again with social media that that's becoming really difficult. But mm-hmm. that is something that inspires me to create this outfit that you that is timeless. I mean, I, I always look at that Chanel suit and I think, would you ever really give it away? I mean, you would keep wearing it and you would pass it down. So that is my inspiration that not only do you wear it multiple times, because it's something that you can, every time you wear it, it looks a little bit different because you've styled it a little bit different. But it's also something that you can pass on. So it has that life. And it has that elegance or it has that simplicity that's not just on trend today. It's something that, you know, your daughter can look at and say, when I grow up, I'm going to wear that.
0: Is there a celebrity that you kind of had in mind when you were designing things or is there someone that you'd love to dress now? I'd love to dress a lot of people. I'd love to dress Meghan Markle. Who
1: wouldn't? I mean, elegant, timeless, beautiful, uh, carries herself, you know, so well. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of celebrities who understand, you know, their style. And and that's the most important thing. Somebody who is not just wearing a label, but somebody who wears something that suits them and mm-hmm. they know how to carry that dress. They're wearing
0: the clothes, the clothes aren't wearing them.
1: Exactly. Totally. I mean, the, the thing that I always say is that if if you don't have the woman, you know, it's just the dress is just fabric. That's all it is. You have to bring it to life you really have to wear it the way it's meant to be worn and you have to feel great in it so there's one rule when someone comes to me is if you are tugging your dress and you are pulling on it and you're <laughs> just trying to kind of you know put it into A place range. all the time mm-hmm. it's not for you i will not allow you to, to to wear that dress because you are just you're telling me your body is telling me you're not comfortable You know, even though you want to wear it and it's on trend and you think, you know, it feels great. But I know the way you're
0: pulling at it, it's not. So Kanchan, I can't talk to you about fashion without talking about social media because they're so intertwined now. Absolutely. I, I know that for me, I used to buy a stack of magazines at the beginning of every month. And I would hope that my favorite would maybe come out on the 29th or 30th of the month before. And that would just be so exciting. And I would thumb through the pages and turn them down and think, I want to buy that or I want to find something that's like that but not that price, you know, and that would be where I would find my inspiration for what I wanted to wear and I'm not a fashion person. I don't follow trends, but I know what I like and, you know, we all want Mm -hmm. something new in our wardrobe from time to time. This has changed now. I maybe buy a magazine, maybe one a month um, and I get my inspiration. I consume fashion and shopping of all kinds, mainly through social media. Absolutely. I buy a lot through Instagram. Yes, everyone does. <laughs> do they? Because I, I I, think they might do, but I just know if that's just my kind of the lens that I'm looking through as someone who has a presence on social media and enjoys it a lot. But I think the, the instantaneous nature of seeing something on someone, you know, and often with, if it's on their stories, there'll be a swipe up, there'll be a link that will take you straight through or, you go to the shop's website and, you know, it's quite exciting to try and find what you've been looking for. Yeah. Do you buy a lot of things that you see on people on social media?
1: Okay, so I'm going to just tell you, I don't know if it's a secret, but I did psychology as, as a major in, for my bachelor's degree. And you do a lot of this, these things without even knowing you're doing them sometimes you really can't pick where you've been influenced from. And the way social media works on us right now, and and as I said, you don't have to go onto Instagram to buy something Mm -hmm. or to look for something. But the fact that you're consuming these images every day, there are people who do these sponsored ads. And the way it works, and I've been reading on the psychology of this, is that if you have an ad on on your page and you just flick through it, you may do it, let's say, 10 times, 15 times. There is going to be one point where you're going to be like, okay, I've seen this so many times. Let me just click and see what it's about. (laughs) It breaks you. It does. It does. And then it might be of interest because somewhere in your subconscious it has settled in and you will either be able to recall it when you're looking for that item and not know where did I see this? But, you know, you've seen it somewhere or You'll click on something without wanting it
0: mm-hmm. because you've seen familiar. it so many times.
1: <laughs> so yes, it does influence how we buy, what we buy, because you know the brain can store a lot more information
0: than than we're aware of. And I think the point of difference with shopping through Instagram or other social media platforms is the items that I'm seeing on people. These people aren't normally models; they're they're regular people. They might they might be influencers, but they're not. You know, your kind of size zero zero. Living the life—it's—it's it's other mums, it's other businesswomen who yep. are going around and and putting putting looks together themselves. We're going to be talking next about your inspiration um, for where you get your style ideas from, and also some of your favourite restaurants, cafes, and hidden gems. You've lived in Dubai for how long, Kanchan? Born and and
1: all my life.
0: All your life. And where yeah. are you living? Where in Dubai are you living now? I live in Business Bay. I was just um, just saying yesterday on the show. I went to the new Business Bay. Farmers Market, it is back and it's such a great atmosphere around there and so many new things have opened. What do you love about living in that part of town?
1: It's this whole feeling of community. I mean, having grown up when we were younger, we were in, in uh, you know the more dense parts of the old Dubai, in Karama, in Bur Dubai. So there was always this whole sense of community because my father came here before he got married. He was here in 1968, before it was the uae so you know for us this is this is home and and we have always had cousins uncles aunts and this this whole idea of just having this this family the support group um you need to recreate that wherever mm-hmm. you go and and home is is obviously a place where you want to have as many people around you as you can and that community living is amazing uh, and and you know just um the way they kind of put things like farmer's market together, they have Halloween parties, they have things for kids, they have like pool parties just as a community. So your kids have this idea of, you know, I can be part of a larger group rather than being isolated at home once they
0: come back from school. Yeah, that sense of belonging and yeah. Yeah, community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a Dubai old timer. Uh, <laughs> you must have you know found some real favorites over the years. What, are there any restaurants you used to go to as a child or with your parents that are still around that you go to now? What were the, the kind of go-tos when you were growing up here? Well, when I was really young, I remember a few of them.
1: And there were these places where we would go to eat Arabic food. I don't think I could find it now because <laughs> my dad used to drive somewhere into the heart of Dera. And there was this place where we had those arayas and the kebabs and the hummus. And that was it. That was our our. Weekly Thursday ritual. When we moved uh, to to Karama, we were very close to the fruit and vegetable market, mm-hmm. and then there were a lot of these South Indian restaurants. Oh, there. I
0: love Karama for that. Absolutely.
1: I mean, you know, somehow we've always had food <laughs> around where we've lived, so <laughs> there's always been somewhere somewhere that we could have eaten, and you know, they're they're not too far away. And and Dubai has so much choice. I I when you travel, you realize how you take. The, the choice of food here for granted mm-hmm. I mean you don't have that much choice you go and you usually
0: have your Italian and you might have a little bit of Indian but here you have the world, I mean absolutely. You, you know, we can be talking about Vietnamese restaurants one day, Ethiopian the next Yeah, we are really really sport for choice I mean I even think about when I go back to England in, in the summer sometimes and you, you get these restaurants They go oh we only serve food between 12 and 2 <laughs> and you're there at quarter past two going We've just driven here. <laughs> we're really hungry. Can you not just make us a sandwich? In Dubai, you know, 11 o'clock, you know, until the, the, the late the late hours. Yeah. Still serving and very happily. Absolutely. So what are your favourites now? If you were going to go out with your husband for a, a special meal, where would be a favourite restaurant?
1: I love uh, Koya for its food. I mean... Seriously, when I'm down, he's like, okay, let's go for a meal to Koya. He knows that's going to cheer me up. And, and, you know, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, let's go. And I, I just love the flavors of Peruvian food. Uh, Waka does some amazing um, Peruvial, Peruvian food as well uh, at the obroy So there are these little places and I'm a creature of habit. So I usually tend to go um, to places where I've tasted the food and I like it and I keep going back. I don't... I'm not that adventurous with food in terms of trying a new restaurant for the, so, the so week you, it's
0: out. So if you go to a, um, an old favourite, would you order always the same thing off the menu? Like, oh, I know that was good last time. I'll have it again.
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I love doing that. Because when, as I said, when I go out, I want to have this experience. I want to have a good time. And, and it takes a lot to get me out of the house. So for me to go out, I, I if I come back, and I'm like, that sucked.
0: Yeah, what a I waste of time and like calories that, that exactly. was. Exactly. And
1: you know, when you're hungry, and you eat a meal that's that doesn't kind of satisfy you and make you feel like mm, I love that you just think that was such a waste I want my calories back I do not want to suffer the consequences <laughs> I of that should have stayed meal. on the sofa
0: and what about family meals where the kids like going out for a treat?
1: um the kids actually we started to get once we tra- um, when we started traveling during the summer we wanted to get the kids out of this whole junk food eating you know you don't always have to go for a burger or a pizza so we started with thai food so they love thai food we try to get them now my son has come up with this new idea of wanting to go vegan so how old is he what 12? 14 <laughs> wow He's, he says i'm a responsible citizen. And yeah, he's like, do you know, you know, the impact of of eating meat on the environment? I was like, I like the way you're thinking. So he's like, okay, I really can't go vegan completely, but I'm going to try it once a week. And he's done it successfully. And he's now trying for twice a week. That's really impressive. Does he watch a lot of Netflix?
0: (laughs) <laughs> a lot of um, vegan documentaries on Netflix yeah, yeah yeah. he's
1: actually asking me to buy some cookbooks but Chrissy that's incredible yeah.
0: Chrissy Teigen apparently oh. she's mm. got a cookbook out that he wants me to buy I would uh, speaking of being influenced by social media I would buy and do pretty much anything that Chrissy Teigen tells me to do I think she's, she's a quite a goddess. character
1: yeah absolutely she's incredible such an amazing sense of humour check
0: out her um, Halloween costume with John Legend when you get the chance I did the queen, <laughs> the
1: queen. I did that doesn't amazing. take herself
0: too seriously and that's what I like. Where can we find you online?
1: So I have a website. Uh, it's lovefromkara.com. And we're we're on Instagram, which of is course. where we
0: have all our images. So the label started four years ago. Where do you think the future holds? What's on what's the, the plan for you and the label?
1: Definitely sustainable fashion. Um, I started looking at fashion sustainability um, a while ago, and I was shocked with the numbers, with the information Um, fashion production is the second largest producer, um, polluter in the world. And the numbers are staggering. So I think everyone should be looking at what they can do. Mm -hmm. Collect, I mean, it's it's one person really who needs to start. and, And
0: if everyone pitched in like plastic bags and like everything else we're doing. And we are starting to wake up to that, you know, in terms of refusing straws and taking our bags for life, when we remember, to the supermarket. But I think fashion, you know, we are... We're at a time where fast fashion is just absolutely everywhere and we do have that culture of I'll buy a new top, I'll buy a new dress for this one night, this one brunch, this one occasion, and then maybe never wear it again. And social media adds to that. It hugely I can't repeat does. that
1: dress. Yes, you can. Mm. Yes, you can repeat that dress. Just wear it differently.
0: And we're seeing some of, um, some of my favourite fashion journalists in the UK now taking responsibility and saying, I know that I'm part of the problem, so what I'm going to be doing from now on is showing you different ways to wear a look, bringing something out of my kind of wardrobe archives, wanted a better word, and maybe something new and maybe something vintage and showing you with a bit of creativity what you can create rather than feeling the need to buy something new every single time.
1: Absolutely. And that's what we as individuals can do. It's not about the companies producing uh, garments better and, you know, factories. I mean, okay, yes, it has to get there and that that requires a much bigger intervention by governments and and having laws and regulations in place. But what we can do today ourselves is not throw away something after we've worn it a couple of times, you know, repeat Mm. our clothes and and make them last longer in our wardrobe. Uh, That's really what...
0: Part of sustainability is about as well. We need to keep us posted on that. But as we know, the Wali starts today. Suti, how are you celebrating?
1: Well, it's Danteras uh, as Kanchan had said, and this is when we sort of buy gold and give gold, and
0: everything's clean and new. Where's my gold?
1: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
0: disappointment alert.
1: Oh. <laughs> I got my mum ten milligrams of gold this morning because mm-hmm. I thought it'd be sweet. It yes, was Like a good daughter. Tiny, tiny gold coin. And she said it's only 10 milligrams and she was really disappointed. (laughs) It's all
0: I can afford, Mum. Sorry. And this evening, how are you going to be celebrating?
1: Well, we start with lighting the lamps and putting the rangoli, which is like this uh, drawing design with powder. Powder. Yeah, I was trying to explain. Yeah, Powder outside and, you know, you decorate it and everything looks nice and new and you leave the door open for anyone who wants to come in, which is not very good. But, you know, especially the goddess Lakshmi. Exactly. Yeah. Who's the goddess of money?
0: So, you leave your doors open for her, her to walk in. Can she come and see me afterwards? <laughs> if you leave your door open, yeah, and <laughs> light a lamp. Yeah, light a lamp. light a lamp. Okay, I am in. And any special
1: food for this evening? Well, I've been told I have to be vegetarian today and uh, so that I have to convince my son that today is a vegan day. And yeah, sweets. I mean, like there's the the house is smelling of so many freshly made sweets and coconut and sugar and it's yum. So I'm going to forget about calories for a week and indulge,
0: indulge. Kanchan, thank you so much for joining us. An absolute pleasure to have you in the studio and happy Diwali.
1: Thank you and same to you and thank you for having me. Pleasure. This is Dubai i 103.8.